All right, welcome back to another episode of Arthritic Bourbon Bikers. We are out in the garage. We apologize for the noise, if there is any, of cars going by, the birds chirping, the wind blowing. So we decided to make another podcast, and today the topic is what? The LBF, the local bike shop. What makes a great local bike shop? Local bike shop. So one of the things we uh, we always try to encourage folks, like, it's not as if we don't buy things on Amazon, right? All right, we do. We do yeah. buy things online and have them shipped, particularly, you know, we're in the midst of the pandemic. Lots of people are getting things purchased and bought. But at the same time, we definitely know the value of having a great local bike yeah. shop. Yeah. And we are fortunate to have several great local bike shops here, actually, mm-hmm. in Columbia, yep. Missouri. Yep, yep. We, I think partly of that is attributed to the fact that we have great trail systems here. We have the MKT, we have lots of local park trails, Hinkson Creek Trail, all these different trails that have been created. We also have then the Katy Trail, which is a major trail in Missouri and in the United States. So we have the, I think, a really great opportunity to have some, because we have some local bike shops here that really take advantage of that. Not to mention, our city does a great job of promoting bicycling or cycling in general as an alternative method of transportation. We have lots of streets with bike lanes, and most motorists around here are pretty familiar with cyclists and realize it's a big cycling town. We also have the benefit of having several colleges and universities in our town, and so those students wind up being uh, pretty big users of bicycles as well. So, how do you want to kick this off? Well, I, you know, I'm a list guy. So I, I kind of made a list. Not that we have to, you know, sort of perseverate on that, but I, I like to keep my thoughts straight or try to. Yeah, that's great. And so I just, you know, started talking about or writing a few things down. And one of the obvious things is just, you know, a good, a good local bike shop has, has a deep bench and a lot of expertise. You know, one or two key people, but... This always seems to be locally here you, in all the places, but you know I go to Waltz much of the time, and they just have a lot of expertise um, about different types of cycling. I mean, they can talk to you about gravel riding, about single track, about road riding, about touring, you know. And some of these guys have some serious experience to draw upon from years back or last weekend, you know. That's to me that's that's invaluable. That's very true. So we go to, we talk a lot about Walt's Bike Shop because that's kind of what's closest to us and that's who we use a lot. And certainly Mark and Sarah, who are kind of the managers and Mark's kind of the guy that runs the shop side of things and Sarah runs the store side of things. But they have tons of, you know, Sarah's been there for 20 plus years uh, as a manager of that bike shop and Mark probably just about as long in the service side. And they... They have years and years of knowledge about bicycling, whether it's road biking, mountain biking, trail riding, campus riding, all those things. And they've got, they've got bikes from price ranges of super affordable all the way to high-end high order, yeah. do whatever you want to do. Yeah, customize. there's probably no ceiling to what could be done. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, um, and I think what's nice about what we see at Waltz, just to kind of, 
as a general overview is just the variety you can get there. They've got a little bit of everything. On top of being a bike shop, they also have outdoor gear, a little bit of outdoor gear, and they also have a little bit of exercise equipment. So one little section of their shop is kind of focused on exercise equipment that you can keep in your house and, and use a little bit as well. So they've got kind of a mix there that sort of covers a wide gamut of possibilities. Yeah. They even have, you know, bags, some, some cycling bags. Not a lot, but some bikepacking bags. And, you know, they've got to be smart about it. Yeah, can't be you know, too heavy on inventory that may not move, yeah. you know. Um, but some of that brings me to another a, a word I put down, which is something, I don't say this word often, but it's, it's basically pedigree. Because they've been in the game so long, and they have relationships with local cyclists who have been doing it and, and even been global touring cyclists, that there's a there's a there's something that goes beyond their individual sort of uh, experience as individual bike mechanics or or cyclists, but the, the pedigree is there, and it sort of just gives this feeling of oh, we're going to Waltz, you're going to be taken care of because they've they've just got you know volumes of of wisdom. There's also something interesting they do that any bike you purchase there has lifetime maintenance. Yeah. Like labor, labor, mm-hmm. labor maintenance. If you have to have parts and things like that, you're still going to have to pay for those. But it does have lifetime maintenance, uh, which is kind of a nice little feature. And I don't know, maybe the other, maybe some of the other bike shops do that as well. I'm not sure, but um, definitely that's kind of a, a neat selling point from the service side of things. I think the other thing is they've got multiple people working on bikes in there, so you'll see anywhere from one to four people at any one time working in the shop area just doing work on bikes. It's, you talk about a deep bench, that's a deep bench. They've got quite the staff who are there at different times working on bicycles. Not every bike shop in town has that. Yeah, well what I've found is interesting is among those folks, and I've seen a couple guys come and go because they move on to something else, um, but they show up at the, at the events as well. And so they're still part of the community, but it seems like each one of these folks uh, that tend to be working on, on bikes, assembling or whatever, they have their own um, sort of areas of particular expertise. Like one of them happens to be a guy who does a lot of touring and knows all about dynamos. And the other one is the cyclocross. And, and so they'll just banter back and forth and they'll go, hey, you know, come over here and, and, and tell me what you think about this. And so you can't, you can't walk in there without learning something. You know, good, that's another thing in, the, in, the, in, a, in a good local bike shop is that you're going to learn something if you just sort of shut up and listen. <laughs> you're talking about other bike shops here in town. We have another bike shop called Triathletics, and Steve is the owner there. And Steve, is, they've been in business again for a really long time, probably 25-plus years. I don't know how many exactly, but um, Steve is a guy, and you can tell from the name, Triathletics. He was a triathlon guy. So he was into running, swimming, and biking. And he's still in the store. He's, he's an older guy now. He's still coming to the store regularly. The store's still open. And they're still focused on those things. But he's a guy, when you talk about tapping into different expertise, he's a guy that if you're trying to figure out a specific shoe, yeah. he's really good with shoes, like running shoes, biking shoes. Like he's like, that's kind of his niche. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the thing you kind of figure out too is that while Steve at Triathletics sells bikes still, he's, he's a Kona dealer and some other brands is there, there as well. But 
he kind of has his little his little corner of the of the world that he sorts of operates in. And if you're interested in any of that, any of those areas of of triathlons, he's kind of a guy you can go to, and he's got experience. Yeah. He's, he's a runner. And people in town will say that to you. You talk about foot pain when when running, and like, what did you did you go try athletics? You know, because they'll they'll sort you out. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you mentioned Kona because. Um, you know, I came here at the very beginning of college, right? So I was a Columbia person since 1989. And since that time, I've seen triathletics move locations and, and change their lineup. And now they're a really big Kona dealer. And um, it used to seem like it was all road bikes. Now there are some serious single track guys working in that, in that shop. Um, and uh, they're, boy, they're enthusiastic about it. You know, you would talk to them about, about their Kona mountain bikes, man, they'll... They, they, they get a different demeanor, and they're excited. So that's yeah, what's yeah. cool to see, and, too. And Kona's an interesting brand. If we just we kind of sidetrack on that topic for a minute, but they're an interesting brand that they're kind of diversifying into lots of things, <clears throat> and, and they have for a while, but they do have a bike they call the World Tour that is sort of uh, very specialized from the perspective of being a pinion drive, mm-hmm. more of, I would call it more of a road uh version not really an off-road uh touring bike lots of guys are taking them off-road you know putting a little bit different tire and kind of still doing the trail side of things but man they get rave reviews from the people who who use them and and just absolutely absolutely love their bikes so and then you know we've got other bike shops in town we've got clunks um and they're kind of more i call a small shop say kind of a one guy he has in the past had two but i think he's back down to one guy and he sort of specializes in some, uh, I, would, I would call them more small brand type stuff. So he'll, he'll do Surly and he'll do uh, uh, Jones, yeah, yeah. right? The Jones bikes and what's he the He said other? Jameis and Niner's in there. Jameis and Niner. Like he's doing some stuff like that. So he's kind of got his own little niche market too. Yeah, yeah. And you and I have been in there a couple times and we've laughed about how when you go in this place, you kind of feel like you're digging through like an old parts store, like an old auto parts store. So if you've ever been in an old auto parts store uh-huh. that's been around since the 50s, <laughs> and there's stuff hanging on the walls, and maybe it's deep and behind a couple of other things out front, you look back there, and it's this thing that's been hanging there probably for 20 years or whatever. And maybe it's not that long with clunks, but I'm using that yeah, as yeah. an example. And you feel like you can dig around find something, and you're like, oh, I've been kind of looking for one of these, you know, yeah, this 1967 Chevy, you know, headlight trim piece. <laughs> yeah, you found yeah. at Clunks, and it's a. And he used to kind of be involved more in the used bike market too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's still the case, but I don't know. But he does have those little bargain bins, and you'll find something you didn't know you needed, and you're like, "Oh, I need to have. That. I've got a part on the bike now uh, that I got there, and a couple little water bottle cages, and it's just fun." It's like it's like going to the dime store when you were a kid, 1977. <laughs> and but yeah. but they have excellent and new bikes, you know. Um, but it's uh, there is that that sort of almost a nostalgic feeling because you know you're gonna you can root around and find cool stuff. And he has more inventory in that small shop than you would think with as regarding bike touring and bags and stuff and sort of just cargo. It's racks. packed in it's packed in there tight. There's definitely not a lot of showroom space, let's just say. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a one man walk around 
uh, show, when you walk in there, you get two or three people in there, the place is just pretty crowded. Yeah, and he's, he's always got, doing the work. He's always working on bikes, putting them together. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's neat. It's a neat joint. And the other bike shop we have in town is called Cycle Extreme, and I would say they're geared more towards the road cyclist. Yeah. A little bit of mountain bike stuff, but really focused on GT. Um, specialized. 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 You'll see a few other... They have uh, giants. I think they do giants. Giant, now, I think. Yeah, they got a few. They got a few, uh, few yeah. bikes like that in there, but really seems to be more road cyclist focused. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So you kind of see these niches that sort of bear themselves out. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 neat, and we are blessed in this town with all the bike shops, all the green space, the trails. It's you know another thing. I I was glancing at my phone. A thing I wanted to make sure and, and bring up too was. Um, we have all these because we have the bike shops and we have a very forward-thinking community. We have all those trails, lots of community events. Now we have some some micro breweries and even a distillery in town, and people just sort of come together and orchestrate these events. You know, all that's been kind of you know put on hold right now during the COVID nineteen pandemic. But man, there's there's a peddler's jamboree. There's just always something next that you can. You can choose to participate or not, but the bike shops are involved, and they, they do a great job, really do. It's a combination, I think, too, of having good bike shops, an active cycling community, and then also we have that benefit of having the KD Trail. MKT and the KD Trail are the two big draws. So a perfect example of before this all kind of hit was, uh, you know, every year they have this donut festival mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. at Roachport. Yeah. And... You know, it's about a, what, 14-mile ride to Roachport, maybe, from here? In ballpark? 20-mile? Maybe a little more. I think it's closer to 20. Maybe 20. People yeah. will all get together, and they'll ride out to Roachport. and from here? Have, I guess it's probably 14 from downtown. Yeah, from downtown. I think it's maybe 14. But anyway, they'll go down to Roachport, and they'll have this festival thing, and they eat donuts, and there will be music and whatever, this little small town on the Katy Trail, and then everybody comes back. Yeah, yeah. And there's, uh, you know, they have the... The Peddler's Jamboree, as you mentioned, uh, Columbia is pretty famous for what they call the Roots and Blues Festival, mm-hmm. which is a barbecue and blues music festival yeah. usually happens. There's always activities going on here. True False Festival was just over, which is a film festival, which is a large film festival. Yeah, it's become a big, big deal. Probably second in the U.S., it's probably the second largest film festival in the United States yeah. behind Sundance. Yeah. And... Uh, so there's a lot of bicycle activity always going on with all these events. Like you said, we have the benefit of that. And you couple that with things like uh, the university's football games and just activities that are always going on. There's something going on here all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be located in the center of the state, too. You know, between Kansas City and St. Louis. So we we sort of, you know, are the next big thing on the I-70 corridor, you know. Um, where the intersection of you know, 63 goes north and 54 is nearby. So this is kind of the crossroads to get to any part of the state, I think, you know, for the most part. Yeah, we're right on Interstate 70, so that, that really puts us uh, on, the, on the map for having traffic come through here. I think one of the other things about bike shops that I didn't really realize, and this is just because I, I had zero experience with it, was that Almost any bike shop can order just about any brand. That was news to me, really. I did not realize this was the case. So I thought it was kind of like a car dealership. So you're a you're a Trek dealer. You're a uh, you know a 
Kona dealer, you're a Surly dealer, whatever it is, uh, you're kind of pretty much limited, and that was it. Until I went to start looking at the Surly ECR and started talking to different people, and everybody's like, oh yeah, I can, I can get you one of those. Even though, you know, nobody was particularly on the dealer list with Surly, apparently there are sort of like centralized purchasing companies that they buy parts from and other things, but they can also buy bikes from, that they can get and sell to you at the same retail price as anyone else. So it's not as as exclusive, I guess, as I thought it was. And so if you're in a town where you have a local bike shop, but they're not a particular dealer for a brand, it's probably worth going in there and talking to the to the folks in there and saying, hey, if I wanted this kind of a bike, could you order it? Could you get it for me? Mm-hmm. Now, the downside of that is they might not have anything in there for you to ride, yeah. test ride, or try it out. Yeah. But, well, they can shepherd you through like a warranty issue. Because one, one of the sad things in my mind is that I, I wasn't able to buy the Fargo here locally because at that time of year, they were just all spoken for. None were around. And this was like the last one. It was in St. Louis at an REI. And they had dropped the price, so I bounced on it. You know, I crossed my self-control threshold. I said, I'm going to have this bike now. But, so I didn't get to buy it locally, and so I don't have those perks about the free labor and things like that. But you know, Wall Street's been really, really good because I'm always kind of in there bugging them about stuff. Um, but they were able to warranty uh, some brakes because I had changed some brake configurations and levers. And it was just a real fluke thing. I had, I had a leak in my uh, hydraulic fluid. They said, well, I'm sure they'll warranty that out for you. This happened a couple times. And if you, you know, have a relationship with those guys, they'll, they'll be able to warranty things out that you probably wouldn't have thought could be warrantied out. Yeah, it's probably important to know, too, that I bet a lot of these components have warranties separate of the company because we're buying, you know, whether it's SRAM stuff or roll-off stuff or, you know, every, every component has a manufacturer, and a lot of those probably have manufacturer warranties, too, I yeah. bet. yeah. There's just a ton to learn by kind of hanging around those guys and talking, um, which is another thing that I really appreciate about these these bike shops. Um, again, I spend much more time in Waltz than anywhere else, and they just they'll talk to you. And and what's funny is while they're they're building their their rapport with everybody, uh, they were talking to me about people who had done rides I want to do years ago. They talked about guys that had uh, roll off on a Fargo and different things, and so. You, you learn from people you never met through the bike shop because those folks might have, they might have moved, but they're talking about that now. They say, well, yeah, we still hear from him once in a while. I'll ask him, you know. Um, and so there's, it's just, it really is a community. If you kind of really go in there and uh, regularly and, you know, learn from them, they actually learn from you. You know, these guys, they, they kind of ask us what our experience was down in Big Bend Ranch State Park and different things. And and so I think there's there's really some, Mutual benefit. Yeah, know, I would relationship. agree. I also think that a lot of those guys would be great if you needed to test ride a bike and they didn't have it. They probably have contacts with someone who might have a bike in the size or style mm-hmm. that you're considering. That you might, they might be able to pick up the phone and call them and say, "Hey, if they know you well, hey, can." You know, would you bring your bike in and be willing to let somebody test ride it? I'm sure there's a ton of cyclists out there that'd be more than happy to bring their bike in and let somebody test ride one. Yeah, you know, I had never seen that until we went to some boat shows, 
People that they'll 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 bring their forty foot sailboat in for a boat show because that's the only one in that part of the country, and they'll just put it in the show. And and yeah, people will probably do that with a bike because you get a little pride in your bike. Like, yeah, I'll bring the ECR in. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, and then you, yeah, kind of get to kind of contribute. Yeah. What else? What else is on the list? Anything? Well, I put this is a funny one because I'm a nerd, but I put I put parking and access because if you're in downtown Columbia that's a trial yep. parking is terrible because even if it's a bike shop but you're not always riding your bike there because sometimes you can't <laughs> and um, so ample parking space and a little place to pedal around after when you're getting work done that's actually important and I hadn't thought about that as much until I started really making some changes to my bike makes a huge difference for me holy cow I hate I hate cramped parking, number one. It just drives me crazy. But it's so nice to have, um, well, we just talked about the comparison between one bike shop that's a really small space, there's just not a lot of room in there, to a place like Waltz, honestly, which is big, spacious building, lots of room in there. They got a ton of bikes in there, but it's a big place. But also there's just tons of room outside. Mm -hmm. There's a big parking lot, there's a place you can ride around the whole outside of the building. Mm-hmm. If you need to, to test something, there's some even some back streets that are right there off the back of that building. Mm-hmm. You can take a bike down the back street, turn around and ride it back, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, makes it nice to be able to test out any work that's been done and stuff. Yeah. And those guys also, you know, a good local bike shop. This is probably true for everybody out there that has a, a local bike shop that they use. But I dropped in there the other day because I had a weird noise. And, of course, they're doing the whole, you know, social distancing thing so they've got special things set up so the main lobby area is closed and they kind of have this side back access set up with an overhead tent and you know appropriate distance from the door and they come and come out and greet you you know gloved up or whatever yeah but i just rolled up there no appointment no nothing and said hey i got a noise could you take a look at it real quick because i was i was on the bike you know in the middle of a ride I drop in there and the guy's like, yeah, give it to me real quick and I'll do it. And he takes it, puts it on the stand, runs it through some paces, makes a couple of tweaks. Let's take this and see what it, see how it does. That's the kind of thing that you're looking for service-wise from a local bike shop is not that you're going to get that every time. But if you're in the middle of something, mm-hmm. if they're willing to take a quick break and just look at something real quick, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really fantastic. Yeah. But those guys, boy, their service department, it's booked out. Oh yeah, especially yeah. this time of year in the spring, everybody's starting to ride more. Mm-hmm. Particularly in this particular time with the pandemic yeah. thing going on, they are booked out. So I called the other day, and they said that it was like a week to to ten days yeah. to yeah. get an actual appointment to get a bike looked at. So they're super busy right now. Yeah, but they'll still like you know if you need something really bad, they'll sneak you in. And we've had numerous times we've went and talked to Mark. Maybe bought a bike. Maybe we're getting ready to go on a trip. And he says, hey, if something crops up right before you have to leave, just right. let me know. I'll work you in. We'll do it, yeah. Because he knows you're getting ready to go out of town on a trip. Man, you can't beat that kind of service yeah. when somebody understands that yeah. you're not just riding around campus or doing your daily around-the-block loop. You're actually going on a tour. You're going somewhere to live off the bike. Right. For a yeah. little while, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's huge. That really is. And that's what I... What I mean when I also say their their experience is a lot of the folks that tend to work there long term they've done that they have done two years on the bike at some point in their past and they'll tell you some of the wisdom they gleaned from that and you know they you mentioned the camping gear they're still 
doing it. And so they'll tell you, you know, well, you know, this sleeping pad was good, but I found this. So this is a way to repair them. They'll, you know, they'll really kind of give you some advice to help you get more mileage out of your product rather than selling you a brand new $300 piece of equipment. You know? I've really come to respect that too. It's like-minded yeah. folks. Anything else? I don't think I... That's, I, your, that's, that that's pretty your much it. Yeah, pretty much spent. Yeah, I guess the point in all of that is is that I, you know, I still order stuff on Amazon. I buy products on there. But I do still try to go to Walt's, the local bike shop here, and buy products from them just to support them. I know that it's one of the ways they make money. They make money selling bikes, yes. They make money in the service department, yes. But also I try to buy some products up there, even though I maybe I could save a couple bucks buying them online. Still try to go up there, still try to buy things and, yeah. and support them and kind of keep things going. Because, man, it's so nice to be able to roll in there and have competent people who understand what you do, who are there to kind of support your endeavors, but also give you great advice before you drop money on something that might, may or may not work. Yeah. You know, as far as a, being a consumer, I have a, a bit of trouble putting a lot of faith in online reviews, I see the value and I use them, but you never really know, you know, I mean, it's just someone who is angry about something and giving a bad review or how much, you know, but if I'm going into the bike shop and, and really talking to them, kind of the old fashioned way of doing it, I, I have a little more faith in some of that uh, feedback. And so that's what I do. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll buy a product there because of that, whether it's, you know, grease, chain lube, whatever, um, because they've, they've put it through the paces, you know. Yeah, same same exact thing. I, you know, whenever uh, I had the bike shop do the tubeless setup on the ECR, and I asked when I'm in there, I asked Mark, I'm like, hey, I want a, uh, I want a plug, a good plug kit. What do you recommend? Boom, mm-hmm. he just grabs one off the shelf, and says, I recommend this. Works really good. Here, try this. Take it with you in case you need it. Um, they they don't try to sell me something I don't need. They'll certainly sell me anything I want, but. He never recommends things that, you know, are just fluff. It's, hey, I think you need this and here's why. And even like before we went on the trip to Big Ben, he was saying, here's some things I think you ought to put in your maintenance kit. Yeah. I said, I'm building a maintenance kit, anything you think I need. And one of them was, uh, he's like, you need, a, you need another master link for your chain. And he didn't actually have, the ECR is a 1x12, so it's got kind of the little narrow chain, narrower chain. He actually didn't have one in the packet, like in a package to sell me. So he went and opened up a package that had a full chain in it, took the master link out and sold it to me and said, I'll reorder another one to put in this package. Take this one with you because I know you're going on this trip. Yeah, you're going right away. Yeah. Yeah. And so he Mm -hmm. just broke one out and sold it to me. And I think that's the kind of stuff you get out of your local bike shop that you're not going to get online from amazon.com. You know, there's a lot of great things on Amazon and I like them and we have affiliate links and all that stuff. You know, we do all that stuff too. But there's a lot of value that comes from the local guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess the point is get out there and support your local bike shop. Buy your bikes locally if you can. You can't always, but if you can, support them locally. Get your work done there when you can. Buy product from them sometimes and and promote them because mm-hmm. everybody needs to know who the good shops are. I'm sure there are shops that are not great. I don't know. We're pretty fortunate here, but. Maybe there are shops that are not so great, but support the good ones that are out there. Kind of keep, keep, it, uh, keep it going because if you don't have a good local bike shop, and maybe you don't, you know 
kind of that you're missing that component and to get to get work done when you can't figure something out yourself mm-hmm. it's a hassle if you got to drive somewhere to take yeah. your bike yeah yeah you know so get out there and support your local bike shop thanks for watching thanks this will be on youtube all the podcast systems that are out there that anchor distributes to which is 10 or 12 so Give us a review if you don't mind. If you're on a podcast, give us a review. It really helps our uh, distribution and gives us some feedback about what you like and don't like. We appreciate you following along and have a good time. Get out there and ride your bike.